I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, the lesson that's prepared. And if you know me and you open your bulletin and you see the page with the message and you see that there are 20 items listed there, you know we're in trouble. (laughs) What is Eric going to do today? There's no way he can get through 20 items. Well, I tell you what, I want to uh, give honor to every one of these items. I'll do my best not to give too much commentary to each one, but this is a wonderful message to us all because, first of all, we should give thanks and praise to God for the mothers that he has blessed us with. Um, Many of us, not all of us, can look to our mothers and say, this is a big reason why I believe in Jesus. So we praise God for our mothers. We're very thankful for all that they do. And uh, to even those mothers who aren't believers, I think they are often, even the non-believing mothers, mothers who don't believe in Jesus or, uh, or follow him, faithfully, they still often serve as an example of the wonderful love of God. And today we're going to look at one of the grandest moms that has ever walked this earth. A great example for us, and that is Jesus's mother, Mary, the one who was selected to give birth to God's own son. We used her uh, some time ago, I think it was back in December, as an example of somebody who was just full of life and a willingness and desire to follow God. She was set apart for God, and I think we need to follow her example in that regard. And we also need to consider some of the things, and there probably are more than just the 20 that I outlined here, some of the great things about Mary, the mother of Jesus, examples of her being a faithful mother. And so this is encouragement to all the moms out there, and this is an encouragement to us all to follow the example of these mothers in the way that we need to follow Christ. So open up. Most of our items are going to be from the book of Luke, because Luke talks most extensively about Mary and about the birth of Jesus, his childhood. And we are going to look at this outline. We're going to consider a Christian mother, dot, 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 20 things about a Christian mother, 20 characteristics. And I hope that all the moms here can identify with many of these and actually then can look at these and say, I want to be a little better at this. So a Christian mother, number one, a Christian mother is a female, just like Mary, the gender of Eve, Eve from the garden, Adam and Eve. The mother of all the living. The name Eve means the mother of all the living, Genesis 3.20. And I don't hardly ever get into political things. Very, very rarely do I get into anything political. But when there is a teaching from Scripture that I have an opportunity to give, um, something so clear is the fact that God made man and woman, period. This is how it is to be. And the woman, she is partly defined, as we see here, being the mother of all the living. Mothers give birth. Mary gave birth. She was a female. And so uh, I 
jump out, and I don't, I don't think I've ever spoken on gender too much. It's been a hot topic for a few years. But God made man and woman, and that is just the truth. So as we consider Mary, we recognize the fact that she was female. God chose a female to put his, uh, his own son into, the Holy Spirit conceiving that son with Mary. Um, I have more commentary on that. Due to the time, I'm going to uh, take a breath and move on, but I will say males cannot be mothers. Some males are very good at kind of fulfilling some of the role that the mother serves. They can help a child who is found to be motherless, but males are not mothers. So we consider this Christian mother, we consider Mary, and number two, two, we consider her and we see that a Christian mother accepts her responsibility to be a mother no matter how difficult the circumstances. Again, I tread carefully into the world of politics, but I present to you this very fact from Scripture. And I present to you Mary. Luke chapter 1, verse 38, it said, And Mary said, and this is after the angel has come to her, the virgin, this woman who is a virgin has never been with a man. So she says, so scripture says, she's never been with a man and she's going to have a baby. That is a recipe for disaster in that age. Very much so. She is in a terrible, terrible predicament. And actually we learn uh, elsewhere in the, in the book of Matthew, it was going to be the scripture reading, it's listed above, Matthew 1, 18 through 20. Matt, um, Joseph was going to put her away quietly. Ugh, can't be with this woman, she's pregnant. I'm not going to marry her. And it took God to come and say, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. She was in a terrible predicament. But she accepted her responsibility. After she was told this news, verse 38 of Luke chapter 1, it says, And Mary said, Behold the bond slave of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. She was like, God, you want me to do this? I'm in. You want me to raise this baby? I'm not going to try to get rid of it. And she was very willing. And I'm sure that that was a difficult thing to do. And I'm sure there are plenty of women who find themselves in difficult circumstances. And I would just encourage them. You learn you're going to be a mom. There are options other than getting rid of that baby. Accept, accept the responsibility for that child. And act appropriately toward that life that has been placed in you. Mary accepted a responsibility to be a mother no matter how difficult the circumstances. And now number three. So not only is a Christian mother a female, but she also accepts responsibility to be a mother. Um, and number three, a Christian mother is blessed to have the Lord with her. 
So here is the example, I think, of who she is. And I, I pose this as a Christian mother. And here is what is going to define her as a Christian mother. She is blessed to have the presence of God in her life that she welcomes. Luke chapter 1, verse 28, it says, And coming in, he said to her, This is the angel Gabriel that comes to her. He said to her, Greetings, favored one, or greetings, blessed one. The Lord is with you. Being a mom's tough. It's good to have the Lord on your side, to have him with you. So moms, be great moms, and that starts with having the Lord with you. You are blessed when the Lord is with you. Number four, a Christian mother rears her children to become children of God. Luke chapter 1, verse number 35. Um, verse number 34, Mary had said to the angel, How can this be since I'm a virgin? The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. So Mary, here is this, uh, she is instantly going to become a mother by the power of the Holy Spirit. That child is going to be the Son of God. That child was not going to be the seed of an earthly father. The child was God's own son. I would ask, uh, though I would not consider the same miracle taking place in all mothers like Eve, who was the mother of the living, and just like all women after her who have that the blessed opportunity to be a mother, although not those, those births are not a miraculous one through the power of the Holy Spirit like Mary experienced. Yet I would consider and ask every mother to think about this. That you want to rear your child to become a son of God. A child of God. Not the son of God, but one of the many children of God. Following him faithfully. Everyone who is, if a child is conceived within you, God has blessed you and has knit a life together in your womb. And you need to rear that child to become a child of God. That's what a Christian mother does. Number five, a Christian mother is a humble servant of God. A humble servant of God. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse number 48. Mary speaking in this prayer that we looked at a couple of months ago. And she says, speaking of God, For he has regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. She refers to herself in her humility her humble position, her humble state, and she says, I'm just a slave, a slave of God. That's why in verse 38, we looked earlier, Mary said, Behold, the bond slave of the Lord, I'm a servant of God, I am a slave to him, he is my master, I will do what he says. A Christian mother is like that. A Christian mother says, 
What does God ask me to do? And I will do it. I am his slave. I will take on his task no matter what. And here is the great task of being a Christian mother is to raise godly children. And what a wonderful opportunity that is for you. Do it well. Number six. A Christian mother optimally is the wife of a faithful man. So here's this uh, uh, opportunity that I, I've presented to you with this, this well, every, one, every met item up to this point. It's an opportunity to love God, to do his will, to be God's slave, to raise up a godly child. And optimally, that difficult task, that daunting task at times, is performed with some help. Optimally, the wife has a husband. Luke chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Let's skip ahead there to the birth of Christ. This is what's going to be taking place here. Uh, it says, Joseph went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him or betrothed to him, and she was with child. She was with child. So here is the partnership of Joseph and Mary. We don't know what happens to Joseph later. He, he uh, disappears from the scene. He probably has died at some point. And so, but there was a time that she had a partner. And this is the way it's supposed to be. So Christian mothers, you want to be a Christian, well, to, to anybody out there who wants to be a Christian mother, you seek to find a Christian man, a faithful man who will help you in all of the items that are listed here. And you women who have a Christian husband, you can give thanks. And for you uh, Christian women who don't have a faithful husband, but you have a husband, you can still give thanks for him and seek to lead him towards Christ. Number eight, a Christian mother always cares for her children. Now this is one that if I could put an asterisk by it, I guess I should have. I'm like, wow, this, is, uh, this describes every mom out there. She always cares for her children. Luke chapter 2, we stopped reading in verse 5 where it said she was with child. Look at verse 6. It says, while they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. She went through with this pregnancy. Verse 7, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, this is interesting to me, and I actually, this, this thought occurred to me when I was reading or when I was thinking about this sermon at somewhere, and I had to turn to this, and I was like, because I was thinking about she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in the manger. And I was like, you know, you, you, usually you don't give birth by yourself. We know that her husband is there. Joseph is there. It seems like Joseph would have been the one saying, oh, look at our precious child. Let me wrap him in swaddling clothes. But, you know, she is the one. Then, so you can just almost picture her holding the child on, 
on her chest as soon as the child is born. That child is brought to her just as they still do nowadays. And she is the one. She isn't saying, Joseph, take him. Wrap him up. Do something with him. Take care of him. Do something, you know. She wraps him in, in the claws. She's the one who cares for him. She who should be the one saying, oh, you know, she should be done with everything. No, she finds this strength even right after the birth to take care of her child. And that care never stops. The care of a mother is just beyond measure. That love that is there. That selflessness, always being the servant, a humble servant to always serve others. And she takes that baby and she starts caring for the baby immediately. And that happens all through life. And I'm sure there are times when moms start saying, oh, i got to stop taking too much care. It's time for them, time to get the birds out of the nest a little bit here. And I'm sure that's always difficult. Dads are always like, get that boy over here. Whoop, drop kick him out of the nest, right? You know, go. You're on your own. And the moms are like, come on, let's be gentle. Let's show care. Let's help our child. A mother always cares for her children. Number nine. A mother treasures every moment with her child. Luke chapter 2, verse number 19. It says, But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Moms notice everything. They take it all in. They witness, they watch, and they treasure it. Verse number 51 in the same chapter. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth. This is Jesus going with his parents. And he continued in subjection to them, and his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Especially those moments when Jesus is showing maturity and godliness and godly character. She treasures those things. Luke 2.21, it says, And when eight days had passed before his circumcision, he His name was then called Jesus, the name given to him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The command is the the old covenant was to circumcise. The command of the angel was name him Jesus. Mothers obey the Lord God. Number 11, a mother dedicates her children to the Lord. In verse number 23, this is... The idea of him being at the temple and for the firstborn. It says, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male that opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Set apart to the Lord. Dedicated to God. Um, Item number 12 comes from the very next verse. A mother makes sacrifices for her children. Verse 24 says, And to offer a sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord, a pair of two turtle doves, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. By the way, this indicates that um, probably the wise men had not yet shown up when they're in presenting him to the uh, 
at the temple because they're still very poor. And they can't offer a better sacrifice. They offer what they could. This is the offering for poor people is a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. But this is just, to me, it's just another thought that what moms do is they sacrifice. Even when they're poor, they don't have much. They always find a way to give and to give and to give. Mothers, kind of like along with that idea of caring, mothers sacrifice. Number 13, a Christian mother suffers with her children. Mary was told, you know, this, uh, uh, well, let me look, verse 30, verse, chapter 2, verses 34 and 35, and verse 35 it says, And a sword will pierce your own soul. We know that Mary then, the second passage, John 19, 25, Jesus hanging on the cross, his mother stood there nearby. I make this connection that that is when she saw her son being sacrificed, his life being poured out, the sword pierces her own soul. How difficult, cannot even imagine. Cannot even imagine the, the experience that Mary went through as she watched that happen. But it's an example of mothers what they do. They suffer with their children, not only in those big things, but any of those little things. They suffer with their children. Whatever their children are going through, they experience it with them. They have that empathy. Number 14, a mother is always concerned for her children's welfare. In Luke chapter 2, verse 48, Mary tells him, Son, why have you treated us this way? Behold, your father and I have been anxiously looking for you. She was anxious for her child. And a mother is always anxious to make sure that their child is okay. Uh, Number 15. A mother disciplines her children, keeping them in subjection. This is a good point. This is one that we really need to consider. In Luke chapter 2, verse 51, it says, He went down with them and came to Nazareth, and he continued in subjection to them. So this shows that the mother is disciplining her child. He is, she is teaching her son, along with the father, teaching the son how to live, how to live as a godly man. Discipline is so very important. If you want your gro- child to grow up to be disciplined, you teach them discipline now. Number 16, a mother helps her child to grow in wisdom and stature. And in favor with God and men. Mothers always teaching. Getting them ready to go out and to be on their own. The passage from Luke 2.52 says, And Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. That didn't happen by accident. Joseph and Mary were teaching. Joseph and Mary were making sure that their child was taken care of physically and emotionally and spiritually, so that the child could grow. Mary is a wonderful example of a Christian mother. Number 17, a, che- a, woman, a Christian mother teaches her children to act. 
I flash forward to John chapter 2, verses 3 through 5. Jesus had not performed a miracle yet, it seems. And they're at this wedding where they run out of wine. And Mary takes Jesus, says, you got to do something. It's not my time yet. She tells the servants, whatever he tells you to do, do it. The mom takes charge. She teaches the son to take action. She teaches the son that if there's an issue, if there's a problem, you can step in and help. You do it. That comes from the mom. Isn't that so neat? And that seems to be what might have even spurred him to, all right, I'm ready for ministry. I'm ready for to do this. A mother teaches her children to act. Number 18, a Christian mother teaches her children all through life. John chapter 2, verses 11. uh, Excuse me, a a mom, I I read it wrong. I thought that was a little strange. I was like, what am I going to here? Confuse myself for a second. uh, Number 18, it says a Christian mother walks with her children through life. A mother isn't there just kind of teaching. A mother is right there with the child as she's teaching. And here is Jesus at 30 years old. He's a grown man. Now look at John chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. It says, This is the beginning of his signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum, and his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they all stayed there a few days. She is... Right there with him. I don't know to the extent that she was involved, but she is with him at the beginning of his ministry. Number 19, a a Christian mother prays without ceasing. Such a a tiny verse, easy to overlook, but in Acts chapter 1, after Mary has witnessed her son die on the cross, she gets to witness him resurrected. And now we turn to Acts after Jesus has gone into heaven. It says these, these all, speaking of the apostles, it says these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Mary was, we, we saw that in Luke, she could pray like nobody else because she was close to God. And she continues to pray as the beginning of the church comes about. Mary prays. She prays without ceasing. That's one thing mothers do is they pray for their children. They pray to God. They pray to be a godly woman who can raise godly children. And we see in Acts chapter 1, verse number 14, at the tail end, that these brothers who had once opposed Jesus and who had mocked Jesus, as you read the Gospels, you see it. Now, Mary is with the apostles, with the church, with Jesus' brothers. Now those brothers certainly were believing in Jesus because they're with all of the believers. But there is also the standpoint where they believed because Mary, the mother of Jesus, 
brought her children to have faith in the Savior of the world. So praise be to God for mothers. This is what a good Christian mother does. And this is a good example of a Christian mother. And ultimately it is about this. Bringing people to believe in Jesus. There is no greater thing that a mother can do. And the confession of faith. Believing in Jesus Christ to be the only one who can save you from your sins. Giving your life to him to follow him all of your days. There is no greater act that can be done than to submit to him. Confess his name. We've witnessed today two people confess the name of Christ Jesus. If there's anyone else who chooses to do so, we invite you to respond to the call of the gospel to respond to the call of people that we have witnessed and perhaps your own mother who has been an example of Christ Jesus to you. Make this the day that you will give your life to Christ and you will be blessed forever. If you need to respond to the call of the gospel, you're welcome to come now as we stand together and sing.